2: Jamie Markley,
1: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So we got a big concern in the country right now. Yeah. And the vice president is on it. Yeah. I mean, when you have massive protests out there with, you know, genocidal chants, like from the river to the sea and infatata forever and whatnot, there's a huge problem that's been exposed when it comes to anti-Semitism. Way worse than any of us knew. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, though, announced the formation of a new task force targeting what is apparently an even bigger threat.
3: Okay. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-palestinian, anti-arab, anti-semitic and islamophobic incidents.
2: Okay, uh stop there for a second. You know
3: that that first
2: part those
3: perceived to be muslim have yeah. endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks.
2: Compared to what? Compared to who? Jewish people? Yeah, it's stats a- don't bear that out. No, they no. No, not even close actually. Not even close. No, not even flat
4: close. out lie. No, well that's a lie.
2: Yes. All right, go ahead
3: across America and so today I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia <laughs> this strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate bigotry and violence and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. (laughs) For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office.
1: What Muslim ban? There was no Muslim ban. There wasn't. They still call it that. I'm glad you
4: said that because I'm hearing this for the first time, and I don't recall ever there being a Muslim ban. What is she talking about?
1: What they called the Muslim ban was a restriction on refugee resettlement from certain nations. And those nations were Muslim majority, but they were also- Terrorist hotbeds. Yeah, nations of concern, as pointed out by both the Bush and Obama administrations before the Trump administration. Right. So as Trump brought it out, they called it the Muslim ban.
4: Okay, got it. Okay. This is like, don't say gay.
2: Yeah, the don't say gay bill. Right,
4: okay, got it.
2: That's how they abused the language. And then completely represent um, something that isn't true. And people just go along with it. Because then you have legacy media parroting the same talking points. Got it. I understand now. I didn't get it when I first heard it. I'm like, what? Yeah, of course. Okay. I'll just say this. And it's been a while since I've even thought about it. But as far as Islamophobia, what is that exactly? What are the examples of it? Well, <laughs> in other words, if I say to you right now, what, what's the proof of anti-Semitism out there right now? Oh, gosh. A- every college campus. You can go with the demonstrations, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You can make a list, David. Oh, yeah. Okay. You had that evil idiot in Illinois that kills that six-year-old kid. We know that story. Outside of that.
1: Where where are all the threats to Muslims across the country? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, I don't see a whole lot of people gathering in the streets, waving Israeli flags, saying, kill nope. all the Palestinians. I see a lot nope. of people waving the Palestinian flag, saying, kill all the Israelis. Yes. But do you see that in reverse? Anywhere? No. no. Because it doesn't exist. If it did, you would have the examples. Well what this is is cleanup cuz you know earlier this oh, yeah. week and ju- just yesterday we talked about this where um uh muslim advocacy groups and democrats uh were threatening to withhold support from Joe yes. Biden or any congressional or senate candidate mm-hmm. who didn't call for a ceasefire immediately and uh, well the Biden administration didn't go along with it really uh and uh so now they send Kamala Harris out there To sort of say, see, we're still thinking about you, Muslim group. We're still thinking about you.
2: Yeah. And that's why those groups threaten in the way they do, because they get results. And that was the result. Her going out there and parading that at this time, (laughs) it's beyond, man. I mean, just when you think you're not going to be surprised anymore because you kind of know who these people are, for her to come out. And have the feature be, we've got to fight Islamophobia, is something I did not expect. I'll admit it. I couldn't have seen that happening. Like, really? Right I, now? Well, if you if you noticed the
4: temperature change with the wording and the messaging that was coming out when the big push came, when people were yelling at Biden, yelling at Blinken, I mean, the pressure on the White House to all of a sudden sort of shift their gears a little bit, maybe change the messaging some... Maybe to molly coddle over here.
2: I thought he said he was going to be behind Israel and the United States will be behind Israel. We've got your back. It's not a ceasefire. It's a pause. It's a pause, which is the same thing. It's people who don't stand on principles. Well, It really is. Lick your finger, put it up. Which way is the wind blowing? Okay, yep. We got to fight Islamophobia. It's disgusting. People are disgusting, man. Okay. And then. I didn't see any of the legacy outlets have this story about Hamas,
1: David. Uh, no. Well, uh, on the online versions, they did. I, I don't know okay. the broadcast side of uh, of things, but um, it's sort of getting lost in the noise, I think, of everything else. But uh, U.N. officials say that uh, hospitals in Gaza are running very low on fuel. That's one of the reasons why there are advocacy groups calling for a uh, ceasefire or a pause or whatever. However... Now we learn that they 've got at least two that Hamas has at least two hundred thousand gallons of fuel for rockets to fire into Israel or to to fuel rockets yeah. to you know try to kill people in israel um, and also for generators that provide clean air and electricity to the underground tunnels so Hamas is saying no 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 u n other aid groups you need to come in and help care for the palestinians we need this gas and in fact apparently they have also been trying to get hospitals to give some diesel up uh for oh, yeah. their warfare abilities yes israel released the phone call with a
2: hamas leader tell them hey we need that fuel from the hospital give it over <laughs> what's the hospital gonna do right yeah give it over or basically you get shot That's their choice. Hamas runs the whole thing. So when we have our Secretary of State out there, Blinken, we need to give all of this aid. Now, we know there might be some spillage. They call it spillage. Yeah. Some of the money may end up in Hamas's hands. What? Mess with the language. Yep. No, they're going to get as much as they want. Oh, we're going to make sure it gets to the right place. Of course you are. How
4: are you going to do that?
2: Real trustworthy guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Switching gears. You know, we have heard about a lot of different walkouts, you know, high schools and of course universities demanding peace because you got kids that don't understand, well, basically anything, but certainly not the Middle East. Okay. There was one walkout yesterday that's not getting national news, getting some local news in Virginia, and that's Loudoun County. Um, and if you don't mind, we'll just go to ABC7. Uh, They're on your side. They're on my side? Yes, I'm not joking about that. Wow. uh, Who had the local report
5: there. Students at Woodgrove High School walked out in protest of the Loudoun County School Board's policy that allows non-binary, gender-fluid, and transgender students to use the school bathrooms and locker rooms of their choice.
0: In the locker rooms in the morning, it's, it's an invasion of privacy, as I said, because when men and natural born males are in our locker rooms and they are showering in the morning, natural born females can walk in there as they please and as they want to do so, and that is not okay, and it goes against what we believe in.
2: Yeah, these kids! They're saying, stop it. We need boys, restrooms, locker rooms, girls, restrooms, locker rooms. It's taking the kids to do that now. And the report goes on, and I want to get to the place where they talk to the young lady. In twenty twenty one, the
5: loudon County School Board <laughs> voted nine to three to adopt the district wide policy Nuts. known as Policy 8040. These students have had enough and they want the policy reversed. Is this uncomfortable, you think, for students here, this policy that allows non-binary and transgender students to use the locker rooms and bathrooms yeah. of their choice? Very uncomfortable.
0: I want to be able to when I get off from football practice to go for my Pads away and change with not feeling uncomfortable with other genders in there watching me. Especially, I feel the girls should feel the same way about the situation. Well, they do. How would you feel if you're a female changing with a male in the restroom?
6: It's a massive safety risk. And they don't do anything about it. And we express these concerns and they ignore us and write us off as right-wing crazies. We're not crazy. We just don't want to be in danger on a daily basis in this building.
2: Because that's the same district, you know. Somebody got raped. Oh, yeah. You know, Actually, when the voice
4: of reason comes from a 16-year-old girl, I mean, and these dopey idiot lawmakers. Oh, yeah. And and they push on that side. It This is easy to understand. This is ridiculous.
2: Well, they have the mind virus. They do. They're more than two genders. Then we have to be inclusive. No, yeah. we don't. Uh, no. And we're not going to. No, people need to stand up. I'm glad they are. You wonder what's going to happen with those kids at that school, too. But brave of them to stand up and say, yeah, we're walking out. Oh, by the way, the other part of that uh, story, there were teachers telling them, please do not. Do not walk out. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. Threatened from teachers. Okay, blue hair. Keep an eye on that one. Um,
1: Someone is loving Bidenomics. David, who is it? Yeah, you know, a lot of people are suffering under uh, Bidenomics. And even some restaurants are suffering because they've had to increase their menu prices, Fewer people are going there because everybody knows uh, with inflation, uh, they've gone backwards and maybe they're not eating out as much. Mm-hmm. However, for one company, Bidenomics has been great. And that is for Taco Bell. Really? Taco Bell is seeing a 2 to 3% growth in the number of orders across all income levels, <laughs> which is different from every other restaurant in the industry right now. That's amazing. More and more people that? are going to the bell hole because it's cheap. You can get like seven pounds of food for like four dollars. You have been one to defend Taco Bell. Yes, for I a long of, time, David. I am a I am a true believer in the power of the bell hole. <laughs> That's very good. I'm a I'm a branch bellholian. Yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, as we probably mentioned a few times before, it's one of those things where it would have been all fine and good until I knew someone that worked there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the shine comes off, but then you try to get over that in time. Yo yeah. quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. Um oh, the little dog. Yeah, you miss the little dog, don't you? I do miss the little dog. You want to come back? Yo quiero. Yo quiero. You ought to adopt that dog. Hola. Of course. All right, much to get to. Oh, buddy. I can't wait for Scott Robbins to go off on the next story. You got to hear this next. The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your
4: family peace of mind. It provides a safety net so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet.
2: With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can
4: trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius
2: can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com
0: I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year.
7: I've
8: been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning.
7: I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like
8: Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement.
7: My hair feels thicker.
8: Stronger. The breakage is less.
7: Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com.
2: Van Camp and robin Show. Thank you for being here. Do appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Uh <laughs> cracking up because I see this guy in the news and I can't wait to hear what Robbins has to say. Big fan.
1: Okay. Who's that? Well.
4: Little pencil neck Adam Schiff. There's yeah. God.
1: Adam Schiff. And I I think one of the, the The key takeaways for me is that, uh, boy, you know, in politics and media, you really never have any friends because CNN, of all places, which did a lot of water carrying for Adam Schiff during the whole Russian collusion hoax against Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, has published this report that his primary residence is actually in Maryland and it has been for quite some time. Now, he represents a district in California and he's running to be senator. Uh, of california replacing diane feinstein but he's got a big like 3400 square foot home in maryland that he's lived at for years they've talked about it where well you know i didn't want to be apart from my family that long so we moved the whole family over here but he does have a 650 square foot condo in burbank california So basically, he's got this tiny little, you know, condo, one bedroom condo that he says is his primary residence, so that he's eligible to uh, stay in the House of Representatives and run for Senate. But he really lives in Maryland. Wow. Okay, so here's my question: One, will the
2: voters in California figure this out? They don't care. That was they don't care. (laughs) That was the second. No, they'll
4: vote for him. He can live on on Mars. They don't care. They don't care. (laughs)
2: He does their bidding. Well, not our friends in California, but you're talking about the no. masses. I'm,
4: well, yeah, I'm talking about the masses that keep re-electing this jackass time after time after time. Wow. And, you know, he, you you know, you just know, this guy played right field and was picked last his entire life. He gets his pound of flesh by having some sort of powerful position within government now.
2: Yeah, I suppose. He's
4: that guy. He's the profile. Look at him. Okay,
2: right. On that later. Man, you got to tell me. I'm going to switch gears to this story. Uh, They're going to have to make this right. I can't believe there won't be a lawsuit at some point. Did you hear about this dude in Utah? His name is Caleb Wood. Ordered through Grubhub. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. Wanted Chick-fil-A. So it's a sandwich meal, fries, milkshake. Um, But he goes to take a drink from the milkshake. It's not the milkshake. It's... Pee. Oh god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the driver in apparently, his mouth, he drank out yes, oh, the, the driver to save time. Oh god. Doesn't take restroom breaks. He t- he keeps like styrofoam cups in there. Oh. You know, and will whiz into the cup. Okay. You know what? I'll just let this dude tell you because it has him confronting the guy as he comes back and then telling the story of what Grubhub has offered. Okay, let's roll that uh, audio. Did you
8: confuse the cups cuz like yeah. dude, this is it's a, it's half full of pee. Refunded a portion of the order. I think I think it cost like 25 bucks and they refunded 18 bucks.
4: The actual <laughs> cost of the food oh, they didn't no. refund like the delivery fee or the tip.
2: What?
1: Unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. Well, I, You know, not to victim blame here, but y- you would feel the pee kind of sloshing around in that cup, right? David, <laughs> you
2: put the straw in, you grab the cup, it's right to the mouth. It's not like you're trying to somehow figure, yeah. th-
1: is this sloshy, whatever. The, you're just thirsty. The weight is different, though. Like, <laughs> I know the think? difference between you a... You freaking the heft- victim blaming on this? <laughs> I'm just saying. If it, Let's say it's water. I know the difference between a cup full of water and wow. a cup full of ice cream. Next take from Van Camp.
5: I reckon
2: it tastes pretty good to me. <laughs> what is that? This is the Markley Van yeah. Camp and Robin show. Man.
1: What are you? Uh, Listen,
2: I'm just I haven't really thought that much about, you know, I think I will, you know, all of my life, I've put my hands on the cup or my hand on the cup and put it to my mouth. I've never thought, you
1: know, this might feel a little different. But it, he said it's half. It was half full, though. You wouldn't notice that? Like, hey, it's kind of the, the the. it's one. It feels like it's all melted. And then, it, two, it just feels lighter than it, I, it should. I don't know the context of exactly where the cup was. I'm just saying, man, just take for your first go-to
2: is, ah, right. uh, how did you not know it was wet?
1: Well, yeah, how you did kinda... you not know it wasn't a milkshake? And then <laughs> sniff it and like, what is this? All right. Golly, a this debate of continue. It,
2: okay, I, that that Biden calls for a pause from Israel straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robins.
1: So Biden calls for a pause. Yeah, and I to me, I don't think this was a really well thought out policy announcement. <laughs> I think it no. was because some activist interrupted him during a a, a fundraiser and started screeching, saying that uh, he, she, I think there is like some like gender nonconforming person who referred to themselves as a rabbi uh saying you must call for a ceasefire and then he then biden says yeah maybe a, pa- a pause for humanitarian aid to go in not to tonight God. you know the thing yeah. whatever. no
2: one not done it. the history books will note it oh, God.
1: boy media's run with it though yeah right biden calls for a pause yeah I'm- I'm looking it up it was it was funny too. You can tell which side, you know, most media really are on. Yes. It's, it's like they're they they were uncomfortable in reporting what happened, the atrocities that happened uh on October 7th, but they knew they had to report on them. And yes. now that it's progressed, you know, their progressive default has come back that okay, we need to start really being all, you know, from the river to the sea again. And the first mention I saw of this, Joe Biden calls for a pause. I really was looking for like a press release or an official right. policy statement that had been put out there. It was an off-the-cuff remark that I found. But it was something that media wanted. Right.
2: Because, let's face it, they get their marching orders. <laughs> it's not the individual reporters. They get their marching orders. Yep. And then they got them and they ran with it. Again, Uh, I thought it was, you know, as far as the official word from the White House was, hey, we're not going to tell Israel how to fight this. We're there to support. And then all of a sudden it's uh, calling for a pause. It went from they make the decisions. We don't make their decisions for them. But I guess that wasn't working. So as Biden says this, they pick it up. I don't know. Don't know how it works. Um, But still... Can't believe that you had the vice president out there saying, you know, big issue we got right now is Islamophobia. Right. We got to fight against it. You know, there have been many Jewish people in America talking about how unreal it is to them what they're seeing around them. One of those people, co host of Jeopardy, I always put the name, Mayim Bialik. Mayim Bialik, yeah. Uh, she went on social media to explain, I guess, how she's feeling right now. But I, I thought this was well done. Um, have you seen it yet? I have not. All right, just get your reaction. Here we go.
6: Imagine if there was a, a massacre of an ethnic group or a religious group, um, the equivalent of 50,000 Americans. And imagine if what happened after that was that all over the world, there were marches of Tens of thousands of people calling for further massacre. It's unimaginable, and that's what it feels like right now as a Jewish person. No matter if you know the history of the establishment of the state of Israel, no matter if you know the history of the Jewish experience for thousands of years, including the history before Islam, there has not been an experience in my lifetime That has prepared me for
2: this. Yeah. Scared to take her kids to school. It's sad. And what's disgusting to me is the way media is treating it. Because they will not mention anti-Semitism now without Islamophobia.
4: In the same breath. Yeah.
2: Yeah, threats against both. Yes. Uh, I've seen credible threats against Jewish people. Where are the other credible threats? If they're out there, they should show them. I haven't seen him.
4: Well,
1: if they're out there,
4: they would lead the nightly newscast.
1: Yeah. The the one example was the the tragedy uh, against that six-year-old boy in in Illinois. That's the Mm -hmm. one example that keeps getting leaned on, which certainly that was a tragedy, obviously. That was horrific. I murdered him because he was Palestinian or his mother was Palestinian. I mean, that's awful. But as far as a widespread thing, I, I have not... Seen any evidence of it. And to Scott's point, you're absolutely right. If it was something, if there were a bunch of people marching in the streets saying, kill everyone in Gaza, then there would be outrage. We would see it every single day. No, man. And we'll get to this a little bit later
2: because, it, like at NBC, and this is the way they package it together Miguel armaguer one of our favorites, talking about threats on. Both sides. Oh, yeah, but it's a both side-ism. Yep. So then the visual are five different, like, newspaper clippings that are just posted up. And it's on screen for, like, a second and a half. Um, And they're, you know, anti-Semitic, a uh, threat against Jews. And then it has the headline of the tragedy with the six-year-old boy. And then it has another threat against Jewish people. And then the other one says... Some Muslims in America <clears throat> feel threatened like they did after 9-11, but it's no real example of a threat. Yeah, I, and that's how they do that. So it's not real. It's
1: just people are feeling a certain way, so they're going to put that headline, but the headline is not like the others. Well, that, that, we, we saw that the same thing with the rise of white national terrorist yes. movements or whatever. Or it's like they, they never really give any examples, any concrete examples nope. of where this horrible threat of white supremacists <laughs> are. And I remember saying at the time when they were really high on that narrative, like, tell me and I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll fight it. I'll, what do you want me to do about it? I just don't see the examples. Nope, not at all.
2: But they don't have them because it doesn't exist. Oh, okay. And we all know it. All right, all right we got to move on. Other things. <laughs> It's that time of the show. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story?
1: Uh, did you Did you see? I'm sorry. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears. Never mind. Well, okay. I just see this. Uh, John Carl has mm-hmm. a new book coming out about Donald Trump's influence on the GOP ahead uh, of the 2024 election. Uh, okay. The Atlantic published an essay from uh, Carl that was adapted from excerpts of the book. Um, And there is one anecdote that just made me um, laugh. Uh, The trial date for the uh, Stormy Daniels hush money case was set during a hearing with a judge where Trump appeared via video from a room in Mar-a-Lago. For most of the appearance, Trump silently listened, his microphone on mute. But when the judge announced the court date, March 25th, 2024, He reacted angrily, waving his hands and shaking his head. No one in the courtroom could hear him, but he appeared to be yelling at the lawyer sitting next to him in Mar-a-Lago. According to a source there with Trump, the former president erupted at the lawyer because this is a crucial point in the presidential campaign. He yelled, and I quote, that's in the middle of the primaries. If I lose the presidency, you're going to be the reason. And then he called him a little effer. (laughs) you're gonna cost me the presidency yelled at his own lawyer (laughs) i just got distracted because i see the headline where you little bleeper trump blew up at his own lawyer after judge sets new york trial date
2: don't be stupid (laughs) okay it's actually pretty funny yeah scott what is your story for what's your story
4: uh washington dc mayor muriel bowser is reportedly very angry (laughs) Uh, She's mad. She's uh, mad at a superior court judge who released a 15-year-old carjacking suspect rather than holding her in a facility pending her trial on separate robbery charges. The unidentified minor was sent home pending her trial on robbery charges. Days later, after being sent home, was involved with a group of girls that carjacked rideshare drivers on Thursday. Really? The teen's half-sister, as a matter of fact, was crashed in the car and died. Bowser slammed the judge's decision, having sent the girl home rather than hold her, according to the report. In my opinion, you've been arrested for the seventh time for carjacking. That's true. Seven times.
2: How many times do you have to be arrested for well, carjacking to now, actually spend a good amount of time in it jail? It is
4: very interesting to me that the blm marches defund the police type muriel bowser now all of a sudden goes well we got a problem here wow
1: these judges are corrupt in fairness to to muriel bowser she was not on board with the defund the police stuff
4: okay thank you david for clearing that up
1: you know what i wouldn't have remembered that i wouldn't have either i just assumed she was because she's muriel bowser and no. She's in D.C. Yeah, the, the city council very much was. But if you remember their whole, like, legalizing crime bill that Congress actually had to step in and say no to, uh, yes. she vetoed it. And the people who are even further left than her overrode the veto. And then because of the way D.C. works, Congress does have a say in local ordinances. And they said, no, try again. You're not okay. You're not doing this. She was supportive of the rallies, but not the defund the police. But not defund the police. Right, right, right. Because they were
2: no one could gather. Churches couldn't gather. No. But as far as the BLM protests, they were fighting a virus of a different kind. Yes. (laughs) Unbelievable.
4: Yeah. Well, again, I mean, this is they start to eat themselves at some point in time.
2: Yeah, they they always
4: do. do. And you've got these judges in in these cities like this that are going, yeah, seven times you carjack, seven times. Yeah. And right. by the way, they release you, and then you do the next day. You're doing it again. See it again and again. Could it be that there's no consequences? <laughs> that perhaps the
2: behavior repeats itself? I don't know. For my story today, Justin Trudeau. I don't know if you guys have seen this story. Sometimes I just like the element of surprise. And if you've already seen it, did you see his kid's Halloween costume? Anybody? I did. Didn't see it, David? No, I didn't. Was he okay. in blackface? I'm, I'm sending it to you right now because you you won't believe it his son dressed as himself beheaded you know one of those costumes where where your head like comes out of where the chest would be Mm -hmm. and it looks like you're holding your own head and then well it goes up to mock shoulders and then the start of a neck where your head would have been chopped off yeah At this time in the world, that's a good Halloween costume. Yeah, that's not. hmm. He's getting ripped from everybody on this. And I mean, my goodness, he should be. Because the thing is, if it was just the kid dressing that way, I guess it would be one thing where he should say, hey, uh, read the room right now, kid. You can't do that. That was it. He put it out there. Yeah. You know, with a quote saying, (laughs) was it? Adrian seems to have misplaced something, but that's not going to stop him from trick-or-treating. What's yeah.
1: wrong with this guy? Yeah. I yeah, to me I I think if if that's just somebody in my neighborhood, I look at it and I don't even think twice about it. Yeah. But yeah, when you're a leader of a country and we've got this whole big global conversation mm-hmm. about what just happened in Israel less than a month ago. Mm, yeah, I don't know if having your kid pretend to be beheaded is the best look. He should have dressed like his grandpa.
4: Fidel Castro. With the, with the fatigues and a cigar yeah. and a little hat, yeah.
2: I hate to bring up Justin Trudeau without him talking about LGBTQ. I really do.
0: I think we got to do that. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGBTQ... Uh, LGBTQ... Two plus uh, kids rights. Yeah. In your
2: words, Scott, that's his stairway. It is. That's his greatest accomplishment. What, what is it? What is this alphabet mafia thing again? What is it? Yeah, whatever. Well, um, yeah, I'll never stop standing up for y'all. Greatest nation of Joe Biden I've heard. <laughs> ever. Uh-oh. A museum cancels an Islamic art exhibit? Uh-oh. That and much more coming up.
7: back.
0: Have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com refresh. That's harrys.com refresh
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So a museum is canceling an art exhibit? To me, I think this is one of those situations where you're trying to be sensitive and then you wind up just kind of being a jerk. But I don't know where you fall on this one. The uh, Frick Museum in Pittsburgh was going to be doing uh, traditional Islamic art display. And they advertised it earlier last month, like a few days before the terror attacks in Israel. Mm -hmm. And then it was supposed to be going up in the next few days. And they have decided to not do it because of the tensions in the Middle East with Israel and Hamas. They didn't want to offend any Jewish community members. Now, there's a Jewish advocacy group there that's like, well, wait a minute. You're talking about stuff that was like way before Palestine and Israel and all of that really even blew up so I don't uh, I don't know it just doesn't make any sense to me well the optics I suppose and considering what's
2: happened in that area in the past with the synagogue Mm -hmm. that you're just looking to stay away from controversy I'm guessing I mean we're getting into mind reading why they did
1: um but there would be some sort of backlash I have no idea. It just seems like there's more backlash now that they sort of called attention to it. Yeah, than to go on with it. Than just like, hey, it. this is something that had planned. We're going to go on with it. And you're talking about pieces that are like a thousand years old that they'd be. Yeah, as playing. people
4: knee jerk in these type of situations.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, they just freak out and knee jerk, close it down. Yeah, you're not sure what to do. You right. just you kind just... of want it all to go away. Right, right.
1: You Sort of
4: kind of man, this, this is, is a...
2: what we're about. Yeah.
4: Blah blah you're blah blah. Just in the backyard
2: blah. spinning in circles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I, I think I, I would see it more if they were saying this is here's a uh, uh, group of uh, pieces that are from Palestinian artists. I could kind of understand that a little bit more. But this this strikes me as how a bunch of colleges and whatnot canceled performances by Russian composers after Russia invaded Ukraine. Right. It's like, well, wait a <laughs> minute. One doesn't really have a lot to do with the other. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're going to make the argument. If you wanted to stay
2: away from the controversy by canceling it, and probably nothing will happen. But I, if I had to put a percentage on the threat to that place, it probably if anything went higher than lower yeah. after canceling that, someone would say that's Islamophobia. Right. No, you know what, man? You ask somebody. Uh, do you do you have any sort of fear of Muslim extremists? making an attack in the United States. What would you say? Yes. Do you have any fear of a Jewish group making an attack in the United States? No. A Hindu group? No. Is that Islamophobia or is that common sense?
4: That's the reality.
2: <laughs> yes, that's what it is. People need to just tell the truth. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robert Show.
1: Scott Robbins.
5: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. All right.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, with this war going on. Israel and Hamas and everything we've seen in the United States over the last several weeks, if you have the question, well, how is legacy media treating this? Well, we've seen it unfold and it's kind of encapsulated with a report from Miguel Armaguer from oh, NBC, hey. ah, right. Miguel, a favorite from this show. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll just let him take it from here.
8: U.S. officials warn of a significant increase in threats against Jewish and Muslim communities nationwide.
2: For our democracy to function, we
8: must... You know who that is, who
1: they go to? That's Attorney General Merrick Garland. Oh, Shakey's at it. Here we go. Democracy to function, we must all be protected in our right to
2: live free from hate-fueled violence and the threat of violence. Yeah. That's right, Merrick. Like the way you investigated the firebombing of that pro-life pregnancy center in Buffalo. Oh wait, you didn't! The FBI didn't look into that, that's right. Anyway, go ahead, Miguel. It comes amid growing concern over
8: violence and safety at universities across the country.
2: It's heartbreaking.
6: I don't feel safe on campus.
8: Known for its history rooted in demonstration, tonight it's leadership at the University of California making headlines.
2: Yeah. Did you hear about this controversy, by the way? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Okay, let it play. We'll just get your reaction. After the university president issued a
8: statement calling the Hamas attack an act of terrorism, a group of 300 faculty members demanded school officials retract its charges of terrorism
2: to uplift the Palestinian freedom struggle. Whoa. Take it back. When you said that was an act of terrorism, no it's not. Three hundred faculty demand.
1: Well, I, I really I just look at this as three hundred people who need to suit up and uh join the fight then in Gaza. We could start to
2: GoFundMe.
4: I, I'm amazed by the number of faculty members.
2: Isn't it? I always I am. It's wild, man. Uh there is the same person in this. But Monday, UC Regent Jay Sarez, who's also
8: vice chairman of United Talent Agency, called the counter letter appalling and repugnant, adding it seeks to legitimize and defend the horrific savagery of the Hamas
1: massacre. Yeah, I mean, he's got some death threats. <laughs> it's, oh it's, yeah, it's a, it'll never cease to be uh amazing to me how the same people who talk about microaggressions all the time and how yes. words are violence <laughs> are yeah. like yeah but that violence was speech
2: right it's all different now isn't it mm-hmm. yeah it used to be a swastika which shut a school down yeah and now it's well it's freedom of speech what
1: yeah, yeah. Univers- what happened to you people? Is it 2015 or 2016? The University of Missouri partially yeah. shut down because somebody said they found a swastika you know, on a bathroom stall somewhere. And no one ever really corroborated that. Nope. But they, they demanded that the president of the university resign. Yes. They had the mass protests. We all learned that redheaded uh, uh, professor's name. Yes. Glick. Whatever it was. Who was kicking out a journalist out of the protest. You're being violent. <laughs> but again, it goes back to uh, threats
2: both sides. Again. Hate crimes against Jews and Muslims are both on the
8: rise
4: nationwide. Again. Uh, where's the receipts? <laughs> Where are the receipts? I, I I agree with you. I yell that at the TV.
2: Where's if there evidence? is, I just want to know.
4: Is there a boatload of evidence out there that this is happening? Because you're equating the two. We see
2: it against Jews. Yeah. No. No. They just, you know, I wanted to bring that in just for Miguel's delivery. There's a lot of passion in that, even when he says where he's from.
8: Tonight, a war overseas and clashes here at home. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News, Los Angeles. Tonight, Mm, a war. Yes. There you go.
2: Okay. Moving on then. Um,
1: Well, you've got audio of an activist. What's this story, David? Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a group called Facts for Peace. They put out a pretty cool video. This dude walks around circulating a petition to try to get people to support Hamas's fight for Palestinian freedom. But then he tells them what that actually means. And you start to see one of the biggest problems in America right now with this current discourse is just a lot of people have been programmed to believe one thing without actually understanding what's at stake.
3: Roll it. Doing a, a quick
0: petition to help Hamas free Palestine. Uh, you're all in. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're in. Jesus. I just have to read terms and conditions, just so okay. you know you know what you're signing. Okay. By supporting Hamas freeing Palestine, you agree to the following. You agree that every Jew, Christian, and non-Muslim in the world must be slaughtered. I don't know about that one. You endorse making homosexuality punishable by jail or death. What? I'm sorry. Not interested
2: uh, Hold on. What? Yeah. She says. Yeah. Huh? Oh, you don't know that,
0: you say? But jail or death? What? I'm sorry, Not interested?
3: Oh, okay. So if I sign, I agree with this. Yes. Maybe no. No? Okay. Oh, no. Thank you.
6: No. I don't support any of these two things that you just read
0: to me. So okay. I won't be able to sign this then. That's fair. No, thanks for not signing. <laughs> yeah, all right. Wow. That's awesome.
2: It dopes. They don't know what they're doing, a it's, lot of them. It, no, and... I've made the point before, when I'm younger,
1: save the whales,
2: Greenpeace, come on, join the movement.
1: I mean, the one difference is that, for the most part, whales are not chopping people's heads off. I have made that point before. I'm like, yeah, young people do those sorts of things. I'm not
2: saying that some don't still believe in the same stuff, but usually you're like, wait a second, there's a lot more to this story that I didn't know about, and you learn about it. But, man, it also goes to the point, you know, college students, for the most part, are not all that wise when it comes to the world. They're dopes. Well, they get swept up in the cool kids
4: club. Sure. I mean, that's what it is. They don't know. They they don't even know what they're protesting. They're just
2: protesting. Well, you might have a certain belief system. And right. You go see one professor who tells you five or six different things, and all of a sudden you're holding signs. You have no idea what the real world is really like. No, but it seems like we as a society put a lot of stock in that. It's ridiculous. There for what? Killing gay people? Ah, uh, yep. That's why the whole you know gays for Palestine. Really? Yeah. You know what's going to happen yeah. in the end? Have you seen the end of the story? Probably not. No.
1: Okay. Uh, The Trumpsters in the news, David? Uh, Yeah. Donald Trump has a proposal having to do with higher education. Really? He laid it out in a video that he posted online. Oh. Have you seen this, Scott? Nope. Have not.
2: Okay. I'm all for it. Let's see what he's got. Roll it out. We will take the billions and billions of dollars that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments. And we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy. Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American, free of charge. This will be a truly top-tier education option for the people. It will be strictly non-political, and there will be no wokeness or jihadism
4: allowed. None of that's going to be allowed.
1: I, I'm, he had me at the, we're going to rob the universities blind and you should, that should be part of the platform for anybody running for president. This is what we are going to try to do. This is yeah. a prior, not, not guaranteeing it's ever going to happen because let's be real here. it probably wouldn't happen No, but that should, that should be the goal. You know, you got your, you know, you got your Harvard, your Yales, your Carnegie Mellon's, even your university of Texas and whatnot, sitting on billions of dollars, um, And yet none of that seems to be really benefiting the students. Um, So we need to rob them blind. But, uh, you know, he loses me a little bit on the idea of just making another public education system because we've seen what happened to the public education system we already have.
2: Yeah, I understand that. And listen, man, we've been through Trump a million times. And yet if you're looking for things to not like, you can find plenty of it. And we've all been ticked off Trump at different times. And then you hear something like... It will be strictly non-political and
4: there will be no wokeness or jihadism allowed. <laughs> You're like,
2: yes, that's my guy.
1: It's gotta, anyway. got a sign up front, no jihadism allowed. It's a banner <laughs> yeah.
4: across the campus. Well, honestly, most people should agree with that, shouldn't well, they? Yeah, I would think, yeah. Uh, you would think. It would yes. Make sense, yes. Okay. But what kind of athletic team will they have? That's what we care about. What kind of football team are they going to put on the field,
2: huh? Oh, speaking uh, of athletics real quick, probably should give this its due here. And their 63rd season. And wouldn't you know it, the bandwagon guy, Scott Robbins, has got his Texas Rangers hat on today. I've worn it before, though.
4: Yes. You accused me of jinxing them when I wore it the last time.
2: Well, listen, man, we had calls from Atlanta fans. We had calls from other fans when you wore their hat and the team lost. So it was natural for people that are fans of the Rangers to be a little nervous when you were wearing the
4: hat. The curse is broken. I watched the whole game. It was a good game.
2: That's good. It was man. good through six things and a no hitter. Mm. Arizona had a no hitter going. And so that's the first time they've ever been champs. And they're they're the only team something else, and David brought this up, and I actually saw this headline. God rewards only team that doesn't have a pride night with World Series win. <laughs> Thank you, Battle on Beach. <laughs> 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 oh, is that gonna trigger people? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh,
1: well the, the Rangers are trying to fight the good fight against Major League Baseball, which hates you, uh, Scott Robbins in particular, hates your cap, hates your God, hates your worldview, hates your politics, hates all your baseball caps, really hates your Funko Pops. Right.
4: Oh, I heard from a number of people
2: last night. Man, oh, man. And part of the story from the B <laughs> said, Pride Night cometh before the fall, as they say. <laughs> as a fake quote from bruce bocce the manager that's hilarious uh but uh, congratulations scott to your uh bandwagon team there you go thank you no problem uh man ai is becoming a huge problem in high schools big example straight ahead Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seatbelts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days, we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's TeleDoc Health. TeleDoc Health brings together all of your health care into one
5: program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeleDocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. <laughs>
2: The government's been spending money like there's no tomorrow, and we're all paying the price.
1: The cost of everything is still out of control. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to.
4: And to keep up, a lot of people are being forced to put everyday expenses on a credit card.
1: The longer that goes on...
2: And the higher that balance goes, the tougher it is to pay back. You have to take back control. And if you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. They're saving homeowners an average of
1: $700 a month, even in this economy. A free 10-minute call to their salary-based mortgage consultants is all it takes to get started and see how much you can save. And if you start today, you can
4: even delay two mortgage payments, stretching your savings further. Call today,
1: 866 890 7811. That's 866-890-7811. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's 866-890-7811. Or
2: visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS-182-334.
4: NMLS All
2: right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, being a parent is tough. No doubt about that, and it seems like every year brings some sort of new challenge that you didn't see before. Certainly, with parents of uh, parents' uh, kids in high school. Yep. I saw this in the Wall Street Journal: fake nudes of real students cause an uproar at a New Jersey high school. Whoa! Boys shared fake pornographic images made of female classmates. Both the school and the local police began investigating. So that's the headline. Get into the story. And, you know, I mean, Photoshop, stuff like that have been around for a long time. But yeah. now with the AI, um, you can make these realistic images. And that's what apparently uh, some of these sophomore boys did and then shared it with each other. And then one boy told a girl because th- there was a lot of whispering going on and girls were like, what is going on? Finally, one of the boys told one of the girls, all right, this is what's happening. And so then it got to some parents and then calls to the school, police get involved, but you still really don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Because the parents are saying, all right, our daughters are humiliated. They feel powerless. They worry about the damage that could be done for their future. These images could, you know, come out again online. Uh, The police said they haven't seen the images. And the school administrators, as far as their spokesperson, would not confirm that they had seen them. But it seems like they didn't deny it either. either. You'd have to know it
1: existed, right? You either did or you didn't. Well, I I don't know how much they're trying to... I mean, legally that's got to be a weird position to be in when when they're fake images developed by AI, because was a crime actually committed? You know, if there are actual pictures that have been shared, then yes, there's clearly been a crime committed. Um, And there are different, there are a few different charges that you could bring against the person sending them, receiving them, took them, etc. But if this is created by a computer, I don't know. And then, you know, is the school district just kind of like afraid of being sued if they confirm it? Because nobody really knows where we are with this legally. Well, and then
2: you get into child porn stuff. You don't know what's legal, what's not. Right. It says in the story fake sexual images of real people are so new. Federal law is lagging. A handful of states, including Virginia, California, Minnesota, and New York, have outlawed the distribution of faked porn or given victims the right to sue its creators in civil court. You're probably going to see that more and more. But I don't know what you do. Oh, man, it seemed like you couldn't just take somebody's image
4: and attach it to something, something else, and it would be illegal. And it would be legal to do so.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I mean, that's, they're going to have to do.
4: Do you have any rights at all
2: about who you use as your likeness for what? I would think you would. Yeah. And then they talked to the mayor. The mayor saying, well, when you see young girls traumatized at a vulnerable stage of their lives, it's hard to witness. Yeah, that's terrible. Talked to a mom, said uh, her daughter... Is terrified. Doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. Is just freaked out. There's a lot of different layers to this whole thing. But all the stuff with AI, that is not one that I had heard people fearing of. But now that it's here, you're like, oh, well, yeah. I guess you could probably see, you know, where that could happen. Yeah. Um. Other news out there. Did you see the news on, uh, DoorDash? Looking to get uh, some of their workers more tips? Oh, gosh, yeah. You saw the story? I did. Okay, so the deal is basically this. If you're not going to tip, it may take longer to get your food. As you're ordering it. Mm -hmm. So you order it and it says no tip might take longer. Are you sure you want to continue? Well, that's extortion.
4: (laughs) Freaking extortion. It is.
1: (laughs) I think it's letting the market decide because if I'm an independent contractor and I think, well, this person's throwing me extra money, and this person isn't. Well, the person who's giving me money, I'm going to perform a better service for. It.
4: Well, yeah, but when you are out there advertising it as such.
1: Well, it says dashers can
2: choose which orders they want to do. I've had a couple of kids that have door dashed. And sometimes it's it might be a particular neighborhood. You're like, ah, uh, uh, I don't know if that's safe. I'm going to see if someone else takes that one. Now it's up to tipping. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story today
1: is... Sorry, I'm just laughing
2: at That's extortion. It's extortion. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. That's That's why I love Scott just being here. Just stream of consciousness. (laughs) Let it go. A lot of people are thinking it. Hey, Tab, that food take longer, wouldn't (sighs) you? Hmm. So do you want a tip or not? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not saying it will, but, hey, you know. Well, you You're can... also the same guy that if I order something without ketchup and ketchup's on it, and then I go say, hey, I want something different, you're like, well, they're going to spit on your food now. Oh, You pissed <laughs> them off now. <laughs> well, what That's is not, that? They don't
4: say, if you order something without ketchup, we're going to spit on your food. They don't
2: <laughs> say that. Right. But you still fear it. Okay got so much more to get to today. The news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, and the Texas Rangers hat, of course. Scott Robbins. Hey, you know this uh, war... Russia, Ukraine, you have a certain idea of what's going on. We certainly know what legacy media has portrayed since the start of this war. Anybody see this piece in Time Magazine over the last week? Because David Sachs, he the billionaire, tech guy, smart guy, all-in podcast. He wrote a piece about this um, saying official Ukraine narratives collapse Zelensky's inner circle admits to Time magazine that the war cannot be won militarily. This is a big story. Yeah. And so as he sets it up in the piece, says, since the Russia-Ukraine war began over 20 months ago, Western media has constructed and dutifully hewn a series of narratives. Vladimir Zelensky is a war hero and resistance leader akin to Winston Churchill. Ukrainians are eager to volunteer for the war effort while Russians flee more money and weapons are all the Ukrainians need to retake the territory. Russia has annexed the West's interests lie in helping them achieve that grand victory rather than in pushing for a ceasefire and negotiated settlement. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is pretty much true. Said facts at odds with these narratives, such as that Ukraine has been taking unsustainable losses in combat. That we don't have enough artillery shells to adequately uh, supply them, that the billions we've been sending to Ukraine are falling prey to corruption, have all been dismissed as Putin talking points. Yeah. Which is very true. Yep. Said so the critics who point them out are as attacked as Kremlin apologists, which is why it's so extraordinary to read this week's cover story in Time magazine. Because it validates many of the criticisms made by those supposed Putin apologists. Only now those criticisms are being voiced by Zelensky's own aides and advisors inside the presidential palace. Have you heard any of this?
1: A lot of them. No. I mean, he hasn't picked up much on it. Not really. I mean, we've talked about it because if you look enough, you can find those stories where, I mean, it's not, it's not, it wasn't just a whim When a whole bunch of regional leaders got fired last year. Right. It was because they got caught skimming off the top. Yes. The corruption's still
2: there. You're just not supposed to talk about it because that gets in the way of the narrative. Uh, It says, you know, some of these things are spilling out like Ukraine's war aims are unrealistic. Keep has long maintained that its definition of victory... Namely, the retaking of all Ukrainian territory, including Crimea, is achievable with Western arms and money. Now, a disastrous summer counteroffensive, which has resulted in horrific Ukrainian casualties, while reclaiming negligible amounts of territory, has Zelensky's advisors reconsidering whether those aims are realistic. But his belief, talking about Zelensky, an ultimate victory... Um, so it's just immovable. He sees himself as this guy now. And you go on and read this whole thing. We do going to have time to go through all of it. But it really paints this picture that is completely unlike what we hear from legacy media. Like you've got morale collapsing with the military. that Even patriots don't want to die serving as cannon fodder for a doomed military strategy. Within the officer ranks, there is growing dissension, bordering on mutiny. A close Zelensky aide complained to the writer of that timepiece, Simon Schuster, by the way, uh, that some frontline commanders had begun refusing orders to advance even when they come directly from the office of the president. i just share with you this one. Um, You need to retake the city of Orlivka a strategic outpost in Eastern Ukraine that's been under Russia control for almost 10 years. The answer came in the form of a question with what? Yeah. Like, well, we can't, we don't have anything to take the city back. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go in there and get killed. It doesn't make any sense. So I mean, you hear about that, um, with all the casualties, um, and still the corruption, it, it paints a really dark picture there. And it would be nice if we had an honest media that would tell people that. And that doesn't mean totally give up on the situation. You can figure out for yourself how you think we should handle the situation with Russia and Ukraine. No, it's a fair but question our, to ask, But our though. people don't know what's really going right, on. Right, it's a
4: fair question to ask when taxpayer money is involved sure. as to where it's going, some sort of accountability. Yeah. Let me see the ledger. What's going on? If you're... Nobody knows anything. It's just that we need more money. We need more money. We need more money. This is true of anything the federal government's got their paws into for the most part. Yeah. Just throw money at stuff.
2: I know this is just simple, small-town boy thinking coming out of me right now. But tell me why, when we're talking about more aid to Ukraine, because was it, like, I don't know, 8 to 1, 10 to 1, talking about aid to Israel versus aid to Ukraine right. in favor of Ukraine? Yeah. They're not getting another cent until we secure our southern border. Not getting anything. We've got to secure our southern border first in the United States. People are still coming in. We have who knows how many known gotaways, unknown gotaways. We don't know who's here. It's 8 million people in a couple of years. You've got to secure that border or Ukraine's not getting another dime. What is so hard about that?
4: Well, nothing. Unless, of course, you don't want to secure the border.
1: Well, I know there are people on the left that don't want to From
4: secure your the border. own political. Gain. But when you are Republicans, yeah. that oh. vote on this
1: stuff. Well, I think because a lot of Republicans are uh, fundamentally, at least the mindset is the same way as they're they're identical uh, to the people who talk about investing in black communities all over the country where you really are just trying to not solve any problems or, or make any problems go away, you just want to make a lot of money off of highlighting the problem year after year after year. You're right. not interested in solving it. There are a lot of Republicans who functionally are identical to that. They see the border as something that they can go and campaign on, but they're really not willing to rock the boat too much need to, to vote close on the border. Get them out. Terrible. I don't know. We got other stuff to get to. All right. Another teacher strike. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Here you go. I mean, you just had the uh, story where the state of Oregon is going to be uh, uh, extending their lack of interest in holding students accountable when it comes to their test scores. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're not proficient reading, writing, you know, uh, math, whatever, but you can still move up the grade. Oh, yeah. You can still graduate. That kind it's of like stuff. a participation trophy. Yeah, Here's basically. your letter. As he long long as graduated. you graduated. Good for you. Yeah, as long as you were in yeah. school I don't know, yeah. 70% of the time or whatever, sure. we'll give you that diploma. Um, well, now Portland schools uh, they're going to be closed through at least the weekend uh, because of the first ever teacher strike that mm-hmm. has happened. They want more money. Uh, KGW was at the scene of the protest uh, and the uh, the picketing that was going on yesterday and Here's a little roundup of what they heard. Okay.
2: Whose schools? Our school. Who's schools! No. Our school. Do the strikes about mm-hmm. the
1: students. Um, they're- Whoa! They're- Our meaning the teachers? Yeah, they're, they're not your schools. They're the community schools
2: you got to be joking me.
0: Um, they're not getting the services that they need. Um, they, are not, they don't have the learning environment that they need to be successful in a lot of the buildings. And so that's what we're out here for. Trying to, we're trying to get that for them.
6: We are sending a powerful message to PPS, that's wrong. to the city of Portland, to the state, that Portland communities won't settle for less than great public schools for all.
1: Well, see, that's where you're wrong because a lot of people have been settling for less for a long time. Now yeah. the district right now is offering about an eleven percent raise, ten point nine percent to be precise, over the next three years. The union wants an average pay increase of twenty three percent. They're like two hundred and sixty some odd million dollars apart. Wow, man.
4: What do they uh, think they're Ford Motor Company right. is striking <laughs> against them? Come on.
2: I mean this is after the story. I mean this was even in Washington Post that homeschooling's gone up through the roof. Oh, of course it has. And not just since the pandemic, even in the years after, it still keeps going up. That's just another reason why.
4: I mean you get paid on performance, don't you? No. I mean it's perfor- everything in life is performance based. Not in that gig. It's insanity. It's not. Performance sucks. We want more money. Yes. But where, do, where else does that happen?
2: But, I mean... Right there in a teacher's union. Absolutely. But hey, Stan,
4: you I only mean, sold three pairs of shoes. You need to sell 300. I know, but I need more money. Well, no. Well,
2: that sounds like capitalism. That's evil.
4: That's kind of what we are. That's what According we do. According to those people. Oh, yeah. Golly, man. It's just... I mean, if you could show me on, on, here, listen look at what look at what we've done. The test scores have gone up, the graduation <laughs> rates have increased, the college placement has gone up. I mean, we're we're churning out Americans. These kids are right. gonna ruin the world someday. They're prepared. Okay, I can yeah. I'll buy that argument. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Can't make it. Gosh dang, man. Saw so this, uh, Matthew Perry. A lot of people have been talking about uh Matthew Perry passing away this past weekend, uh, tributes all over the entertainment world, right? And then people wonder, what was it in the end? And talking about weeks before the toxicology report, but they did rule out it wasn't fentanyl or meth.
4: That's good.
2: So still not quite sure. And as far as all of the other tabloid stuff, I don't really want to get into it. Yeah, You know, he was with this woman the night before. You know, people trying to read into stuff. I don't mm. know, man. I you mean, guys- he, it, it it's really something, dude. I mean, it, like tragic in a way that he just yeah. could not get beyond it. And I'm not even saying that's what was the cause of death was some sort of overdose. We don't know. But just the ongoing struggle that he had for years and yeah. all the stints in rehab, different yeah. types of rehab.
4: Well, yeah, a couple of things that strike me was when I when I first texted you guys about it, the response was, what happened? And I said he was found drowned in a hot tub and i think both of you kind of at the same time said that's really a lot of people die in those things and because they're boozing in them or they're yeah. you know when they when after they had this strenuous workout they get in them and you know
2: well i think one of you guys had mentioned he had played pickleball or pickle, something I, yeah he had been yeah like an hour and a half of pickleball and i don't even know was that two on two or one-on-one on one? i think because it was the one difference on one. the difference in heart rate is massive i think it was one-on-one playing with somebody else yeah so yeah my heart rate, hot tub. I
4: mean, I'm not a doctor, right? I know, but you, it's that's, you both said that to me, and I thought, well, that's
2: interesting. I had no, I would not heard that before. So. Well, dude, and listen, I'm not going with it's tied into anything right, with know. any vax because I don't even know if he was vaxed or not. But you knew people were going to wonder about that because the death rate has gone up in certain demographics, and not just in this country, but all over the world. And people are scratching their head trying to figure it out, and a lot of people wonder. Does it have something to do with the vaccine? I
4: was also amazed at his net worth. I had no idea. What was the net worth? Several hundred million dollars. Wow. I mean, like, there was like 20, 30 million dollars a year in residuals from friends. Oh, that's right, man. You have to work another day in your life. I mean, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One other stat I wanted to get to, just to see if you're along with me on this ride. Did you see the stat where the average parent calls their own parent twice a week for guidance on how to parent? Hmm. Okay, I'm just saying no. it because it does not—it doesn't get into specifics in the story that I read about it. That's ladies; that ain't dudes. High percentage, got to be right. I would
4: think, but I'm, I'm probably wrong.
2: Anecdotally, I don't know a whole lot of guys that called dad twice a week to say, hey, what would you do here with this? I think we already know. <laughs> right. But I have seen plenty of ladies call mom on different things. And it's sniffles, it's this, it's that. Just a guess. Yeah. They didn't put it down into demographics. You know. So, anyway, twice a week. Well, depending on what's going on. I've just never seen it with dudes. Could be wrong. You can hit Robbins up on Facebook. I call my mom at
4: least twice a week, but it's not for parenting.
2: (laughs) Half of Democrats support a ban on handguns. You see that? Get to that next.
5: I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year.
7: I've been taking
8: Nutrafol for over four and a half years.
5: My hair was thinning.
7: I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress.
8: I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement.
7: My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com.
6: Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100.
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You have stats on...
1: Support a ban uh, or a ban on handguns? Yeah, well, we keep hearing about uh, more and more, especially after the tragedy that occurred in Maine, uh, about gun control, common sense gun control. Nobody wants to take your personal protection away is what a lot of Democrat lawmakers will say. We just need to ban these weapons of war, Mm -hmm. although we all know that's a lie. Uh, Gallup has published an update to its polling on gun control. They've done this every year for a few decades now. Uh, specifically about handguns in the United States, overall, only 27% of Americans support a ban on handguns. But when you look at party affiliation, that number jumps to 49% of Democrats. Only 26% of independents feel the same way. 6% of of Republicans feel the same. Okay, as we've seen with a number of stories today, there are a lot of people
2: that are misinformed on a number of different things. For the people that say, yeah, I want to see the ban on handguns, do you think they understand what will happen if that were to ever happen?
4: Well, no. That would be my guess. I'm not even sure what they're banning most of the time. What they're trying to ban? Yeah, what they're trying to ban. The well, AR and weapon well, of war. and Yeah, they the, don't they, know what they want to ban. If you shoot it at, it, at an animal, you would just yes. blow it up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's all this misinformation out there, and I'm not a gun guy. I listen to you guys talk about it, but it, it's like I look at it and think, well, if I'm just Joe Average and I'm listening to this, I'm thinking these ARs would, if you shot a cow in a field, it would blow it up. <laughs> that's I mean, what I, they I, actually I, say, I, yeah, I, dude. I, I, but that's how you feel, right? Just yeah. as someone who doesn't know that you're going, well, why would somebody want a gun like that? I mean, you right. can't, you can't understand it
2: again man yeah it's really something as far as the misinformation it's out there there's one story i want to hit real quick uh more for you than anybody Scott, because you played all of this music throughout the 80s did you see what's going to be a broadway musical no it's a raucous rom-com about a couple of 30-somethings who know exactly what they want from life until they find each other and it's based on the music of Huey Lewis in the news. Oh yeah. And everybody's like, what? Huey Lewis in the news, really?
10: <laughs>
2: yeah, Hue- Huey says I've always been a storyteller and it's a thrill to see my songs woven together in service of a fantastic new story. Recognize. So you're all about it. The truth of Huey. This is the Markley Bain Camp Rock <laughs> Show big room an auditorium whatever and just ask the question hey if you can stay sober right for two months we're gonna let you paint some pictures i don't care how crappy they are people are gonna pay 500 grand for them i bet we're gonna get people sober in a heartbeat (laughs) maybe you could fund it hunter with all that cash anyway sorry
1: one day at a time and we need to get honest with ourselves and the people who love and rely upon us the effort is worth it. You are worth it. I am living proof of that, thus says <laughs> Hunter Biden. You know, the what's the guy's, I forget the guy's name now, the inspiration for the Wolf of Wall Street. That, I forget the dude's that name. That guy who did the interview on Fox about it. Yeah. And he, he put it very bluntly. He goes, I don't know if Hunter's sober, and I hope he is. But uh, the thing is, is most of us who have been in recovery and have recovered from uh, or are in recovery from a drug addiction, what really pushed us to get sober was were devastating consequences. Something happened there 's a rock bottom moment. Yeah. What has Hunter Biden actually lost that 's a great question. The ability to hook up with hookers and do a bunch right. of blow? I mean, I, I'm not saying that, it, assuming he is sober, I'm not saying that that was easy. I'm sure it was really hard. I'm sure it was hell. And I'm sure oh, yeah. there have been personal things in his life that were devastating. But usually you're talking about somebody who's like sleeping in a ditch yeah. or going to jail. He Well, some would
2: argue that's why it took so long. For a well, guy I mean, like that, allowed you know. to do
4: it. Yeah. yeah, no consequence.
2: Oh, to your point, I'm sure it was hard. I mean, dude, you see those pictures of his teeth yeah. from meth mouth? Oh my goodness, it's terrible. I'm sure he went through hell. But this whole thing now, anytime you bring up any, you know, sort of me gallivanting around the world and selling my dad's position and getting rich off it, you're, you know, going after addicts. I mean, that's disgusting, man. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself.
1: I, I'm sure he's not. I don't know. I. I personally think that both of you need to be uh need to be doing that. Anytime someone's critical of you, you're saying you realize it's making it harder for alcoholics to get sober. <laughs> that's right.
4: It'd be hilarious, but I don't think I could bring myself to do it. <laughs> no. I have a soul left. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. That might be the funniest story of the day and at the same time God. the most disgusting. It, it, and that's saying something.
4: He does need a boot in his fanny, though. He does. Oh, In the worst way
1: okay he used to pay extra for that though that's
2: you you know here's the thing man you You know keep the boot the dimwits on the view yeah they're gonna use that as a talking point of course, they already have i'm sure they probably have he's just
4: a dad who's concerned about his (laughs) people in this country have addicts for children and this
2: is you know this is what you hear good night
4: like to punch him in the face i'll tell you
2: (laughs) yeah Oh, uh, updates on your girl. I'm talking to both of you guys, by the way. Uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, what about her? A couple of Swifties here. Uh, f- all right, this is getting ridiculous. Not just with the coverage and people having to see her, whether she's at the game or not, right. and all the reporting on it. It does get to this crazy part where tabloids are following them all over the place. And the big criticism now is they were home on Halloween night at Travis Kelsey's home. That gated community, Kansas City. Mm -hmm. But they didn't welcome trick-or-treaters. They weren't answering the door. Okay? Blocked off with police tape. And there was a security guard outside telling kids, quote, sorry, nobody's home today. But people knew they were lying because they could see lights going on inside the house. Oh, yeah. One mom ticked off. Said they're not handing out candy. you believe that? Well, we know they're lying. Swifty is here. And she was. she had flown into Kansas City on Monday and then left after Halloween. I'm telling you, man, this this could very well rip the old team apart. <laughs> you see this all the time. One of the players starts dating, you know, some pop star, and then the tabloids are following him everywhere. The other players get sick and tired of the circus. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Well, they Watch lost for to it. the
4: Broncos last week. I mean, it's already starting. Yeah, that
2: was bad news. Come on, man. Yeah, it scored nine points. Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to keep this up as long as they're dating. Well, sure. I mean. It won't take long. We're going to have to be start putting bets on how long this thing's going to last. Do you have any ideas? Did anybody going really oh, short this on this?
4: It's uh, months. Tops.
2: What are you saying? How long has it been now? What? Two months? A few months, yeah. Uh, You think it sees April next year? No. You're saying no April? There's no way. you say saying
4: March? She's got an album Mm. to do. She's going to have to get working on and writing.
1: We'll we'll see what happens if they go to the Super Bowl and or win the Super Bowl. But if they don't, Travis Kelsey is going to wind up uh, retiring and then also coming out of the closet, I think. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be part of the breakup. It was a friendly (laughs) breakup. Mm. But Taylor helped show him his true self.
4: Oh, goodness. Very few have improved their careers after dating
2: her. I'll say it now. They stay together through March if you want that, button, You want it or not? No. You can think about I'll it. Take it. I'll You'll take it. You'll say, all it. right, yes. it's on. I want it. It's on. All right, we got news update straight ahead.
5: The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a better help therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com motivate.
0: I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year.
8: I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years.
4: My hair was thinning.
7: I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress.
8: I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement.
7: My hair feels thicker.
8: Stronger. The breakage is
7: less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com.
2: Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to a news update, uh, there's a couple of bets that we're going to know who wins shortly. By uh, November 17th, Joe Biden will still be president. This bet was made, I think, a year and a half ago. It's just coming due. Uh, Robbins said, yes, he will. And David said, no, he wouldn't. It's like well, we got a few um, days left. I think Robbins is going to win this one. And another one, he's going to win and one from me, that Kamala would still be the vice president for the next election. Now, we got some time. I said, no, Robbins, you said yes. And another one for the 2024 election, David, you said Kim Kardashian would run for president. Yeah. You yeah, already lost would... a bet on her for becoming a lawyer. Yeah. This was a $10 bet. Yeah, that was like four years ago, wasn't it? I think so. That's why you keep track. And then after the McCarthy-will-become-speaker-again bet that you yeah. made, David,
1: you're down 55 to me. Boy, they really they really just—the uh, Republicans really screwed me on that one. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you only owe me 50. And you only owe David 10. So that's—we're all square now. Okay. News update? Uh, I, I think this is kind of funny and, and, you know, mentioned Speaker of the House. Mike Johnson, of course, is the Speaker of the House now. Um, and— He's dangerous. Well, he's we, a Christian. We've been told that. Yes, he's a very dangerous individual, and he's poor. Who let the poor right. guy in the house? Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's what uh, was a Rolling Stone that or Daily Beast had that story that apparently yeah. he's not fabulously rich like a normal speaker of the House, and that's right. bad. Apparently, I don't. I don't really understand that, but whatever. They're grasping at straws. Now, one of the things that was. And I, I was frustrated with, with the lack of getting their act together uh, a couple weeks ago with the whole Speaker of the House debacle with the Republicans. Yeah. I still rolled my eyes when people said, well, this is going to hurt people's, our Republicans chances in 2024. I'm like, I don't, it don't work that, it doesn't work that way. Never remember. I think it's embarrassing and I think it's also just frustrating because real stuff happened obviously in Israel on October 7th and the Republicans in the House couldn't get their stuff together. That That's frustrating. Um, but now Gallup has a new tracking poll. Uh, congressional uh, approval or I'm sorry, approval of congressional Republicans unchanged from when uh, Kevin McCarthy was still Speaker of the House. It's not good, by the way. It's 40 percent right. approval of congressional Republicans. But it, that's exactly where it was before all of that happened
2: well that's a lot of times legacy media talking about things that regular people don't care that much about at least that's what that's what it seems to me wow um you know one of the clips that we had from yesterday's show that was actually from Rogan's show with elon musk and he was talking about ventilators and it did more damage than good right I mean, there's a lot of different stories out there Mm -hmm. about that. And that at times they knew because the ventilators, this is what people are saying. We're going to protect people in the hospital, not so much the patient. (laughs) And they knew that it was like, wow, there's a high percentage of people dying to get put on a ventilator. And Musk talked about how, Early on in the pandemic, he talked to people in Wuhan about mistakes that were made. Listen to this. Well, eighty
4: percent of the people they put on ventilators died.
5: Yeah. So, in fact, I I actually posted about that because um, I I called doctors in Wuhan and said, "What are the biggest mistakes that you made on the first wave?" Those were early on, and they said we put far too many people on intubated ventilators. So then I I actually posted on Twitter at the time and said, "Hey." uh, and um, what I'm hearing from Wuhan is that they made a big mistake in putting people uh, on intubated ventilators for an extended period. Yep. Um, and that this, this is actually what is damaging lungs, not COVID. It's the treatment. It's, the cure is worse than the disease. And they, I, just people yelled at me and said, I'm not a doctor. I'm like, yeah, but I do make spaceships with life support systems. What do you do? <laughs> I like that. I twiddle knobs. I'm like, okay, yeah. great.
2: Yeah. Rock on. <laughs> I had the same. I was just laughing. That's
4: funny.
1: Twiddle knobs. <laughs> Rock on. That's awesome.
4: Had you heard much about that before? No. First time ever, actually.
1: Well, yeah. not the first time ever. because For me, it we, is. No, we talked about it. I don't remember talking about it. Frying yeah. lungs? Yeah, we talked about it in 2020 because there were doctors yeah, saying, maybe. worried about this. They got shouted down quickly. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, all
2: the truth is going to come out at some point. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show.
1: Okay, if there's one big story today, it would be, um, I suppose, nobody really knows what the White House's uh, stance is in terms of the ceasefire between Israel and Gaza. And to me, I I think the only response they need to give is there was a ceasefire literally in place on October sixth. One side decided to violate the terms of that ceasefire. Yes. Why? But is not going to run with that. So why in the world would the side that was victimized by it, say, rush into another ceasefire? It doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. But again, you have so many people
2: that don't want sense to be made. They just want to go with their talking points. We'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead.
1: John Kirby. I always forget his title. Spokesperson. He's a spokesman. I mean, that that's it. That's pretty much it. He's the guy they call upon when old, you know, donkey kicked to the head as a child, Kareem Jean-Pierre, uh, is out of her depth. They'll never say that. No. no. I wonder
4: he's not out there every day, then.
2: Well, when it gets hot like it is right now. So, uh, a few... Q&A from today. because trying to figure out, Biden told Israel to pause it? That's what he wants? What about some of these other things that are going on right here? People
1: in this country making violent
2: anti-Semitic threats, are they domestic terrorists? Good question mm-hmm. from the, the deuce. deuce. Okay. I don't uh, know that we're classifying people as domestic terrorists
6: for
3: that i mean i that's really a question better left to law enforcement i'm i'm not aware that there's been such a uh a characterization of that
2: but threats against some people yeah. we take that very seriously against others eh, yeah
1: maggie yeah, extremists well yeah yeah
2: that's that's different um okay one more go ahead
3: every time they want to address u.s support to israel the white house pivots to islamophobia Uh, is that an accurate assessment how would you respond all let them speak to their opinion of our work i can tell you that that the this strategy
5: is born from a genuine desire to go after the kind of hate in
2: america that could lead to real threats of violence against real people our, our fellow citizens who have, who are of, of the Muslim faith or um, uh, in the Arab community and the Palestinian community, I mean, that comes from a genuine, uh, instinctual uh, uh, place for the president <laughs> and for the vice president. Okay, even a crapslinger like Kirby <laughs> can't sling that out there because he no. knows it's full of garbage. By the way, and I mention this all the time, that six-year-old kid in Illinois— they got killed by the nut. We certainly recognize that. I'm asking outside of that. When he talks about real people, credible threats, it's Muslims, Arab community. What threats? I'm, I know the threats against Jewish people. You've seen it all over the place. There's, right. like, proof of it.
1: Yeah, I I, I I, don't know. I mean, they may cite, uh, like, hate mail or whatever, and, and and certainly that's totally out of bounds and inappropriate, but it's not the same as having tenured professors at elite universities celebrating people parachuting into a music festival and killing a bunch of Jews. that's completely different. Right.
2: People are recognizing the disconnect. And I think you were right, David. When you had Muslim groups threaten Biden were going to withdraw support if you don't call for the ceasefire, this is his way. Well, it's the calling for the pause now. If that's part of it. yeah. And another part is having Kamala go out and do what she did yesterday and slew all of that nonsense. Our nation
3: was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be. ...without fear of violence or persecution.
2: She should have stopped there. Every
3: person has the right to live safe from violence, hate, uh-huh. and bigotry.
2: All of that. And then what does she end up getting to? You know where this is going. Yes. Well, we had it earlier. I mean, that's, that's the longer version of the clip. Mm-hmm. But what she actually, you know, gets right down to... ...what she's talking about... um. What's this?
3: For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti Palestinian, anti Arab, anti Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents.
2: I- I'm still blown away by that. I don't know. And again, David, if you're talking about. Okay, the, there's been mail, whatever it might be. You would produce
1: it, would you not? Well, yeah. I mean, I there uh the what is it, the Council on Islamic Relations, whatever, care that group said that they've had reports of people people having someone say something rude to them on the street. There hasn't really been any documentation to back any of that up. And, and look at the history of that group. Right. Well, I mean, they're, they're also the ones, of, among other uh, organizations, that pushed so many other hoaxes in New York, right? Yep. There's this group of MAGA bros who ripped off this young girl's hijab. Oh, oh, right. Only it turned out that's not true. She broke curfew at her house yep. and didn't want to get in trouble with her parents. And so she mm-hmm. lied about it. Uh, yeah. Was it Michigan State, where allegedly some MAGA bros had done the same thing, taken some girl's hijab, and there was no evidence that it ever happened? It was a hoax. Correct. So, yeah. I mean... I'm uh, sure
2: there's been a lot of MAGA bros that show up in Chicago in the dead of winter. Right. They,
1: they exactly. take out anybody they can. Right. We know that. And While
2: well, they're, well, they're in front of a
1: subway. Yeah. and, and Of course. And as far as the uh Joe Biden talking about convincing Benjamin Netanyahu to uh have a, a pause uh in their counteroffensive against uh Hamas. Uh John Kirby has said no 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 we're not we're not calling for a ceasefire. So, so it was clean up on, on Isle Joe again. Yes it was. So I figured but boy that didn't stop media from running with that. No calling for a pause. Right. It still blows my mind because listen you you don't have to or if you want to be you know, willfully ignorant and pretend like the president isn't senile, that's fine. But you also have many, many examples in the last three years of him saying something just to sort of like make a problem go away in the moment. Yes. And not meaning it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could go example after example. No doubt about it. But I know we got to get to the
2: trifecta, Scott. You're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Get big three. Let's yep. roll on. Are you ready?
8: One, One two, two, three. Two,
2: three two. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley
4: Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day, always helps. Play his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Well, yeah,
4: another World Series has gone by the boards. No Casey. Put extra pieces. Oh no, you don't, you liar! I put extra pieces last night, and you didn't show up. Got
5: gotcha. you.
1: Three. Number three. I, I don't know why you do this to yourself, Scott. Both both your relationship with Casey Kasem, and then also. Your weird relationship with former Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger and Stephen Colbert and the two joined forces last night, you're telling me.
4: God, you talk what? about yeah, I mean, yes they did. The two most insufferable people on the planet. It's like they're Marvel comics, like the insufferables. <laughs> they got they got together <laughs> to fight sanity. Um they on the Stephen Colbert show last night, uh so he's on there. Little Adam is. With the insufferable Colbert. And I'm thinking to myself, hell. We talk about hell. What does hell look like? Don't, hold on a second. got to know this before you go on. Did you watch this? I watched some of it, enough of it to know. Like in real time? Some of it in real time and some of it this morning when I got up. Oh, time out. What are you doing putting well, on Colbert? Well, I was, up, You're I was supposed up to relax later and I was watching the World Series and I fl- flipped it on. And that, anyway, there you go.
2: And then you kept watching it. I watched for I watched for a little while. Yeah. You survived the heart attacks. This isn't good for yeah. your health. Okay.
4: I did my best, you know?
2: Okay, so you I watched it. tried
4: to buffer it. All right. Uh, hell just might be a small, extremely, very hot room with 100 televisions mounted on the walls and this interview on a nonstop loop for the rest of eternity, the rest of your life. You're in this room and you're watching Stephen Colbert and Adam Kinzinger mm. together. That's why you need to get right with Jesus. That's why you need to go to church this Sunday.
2: Why did you choose this hell last night? That's what I don't understand.
4: I was drawn to it like a fly to a light. (laughs) I just couldn't turn away. Now, on with the countdown. Yes. All right.
1: Scott Robbins trifecta top three. Number two, the mayor of D.C., uh, Muriel Bowser, is happy to announce that residents may be able to keep their cars from getting stolen or at least find them after they've been stolen.
4: Yeah. uh, Remember early last month, a member of Congress was a carjacking victim. Oh, yeah. So it brought new light to the carjacking vehicle problem in Washington, D.C. It was a real steal. Yeah. It was, too, Casey. Thank you for that. There were more than twice as many carjackings in September of 2023 as in 22. Comparing the past week, D.C. police reports nearly seven times. As many as the same week last year. So, we got a problem. We need someone to solve it. Muriel Bowser, the D.C. mayor, steps into the void. She's seen enough, too. Sort of. Now, you might not have your car, but you will be able to visit your car on the phone. Today, she made an announcement on a pilot program to provide D.C. residents with free digital tracking tags for their vehicles. She said, we'll continue to use all the tools we have. And had new new tools to keep our city safe. Call me crazy here, but I think there might be a better solution. Hear me out now. We could put people who commit crimes, I don't know, in prison. (laughs) You can track your stolen car. Now you know where it is after it's been stolen. Shoot up a rocket. That'll stop
2: things. The other girl had carjacked, she'd been arrested seven times. Seven times. Seven times.
4: And the last time she was arrested and let out, two days later, her and her girl gang got together and carjacked a few more.
2: Wow. Bad (laughs) girls.
4: What you going to do, Casey? And the countdown continues. Uh,
1: Yes. uh, The Scott Robbins trifecta. And finally, one. Number one, former Arizona Cardinals executive, uh, brother of the owner of the team, got beat up by his wife. Yeah.
4: Former uh, Arizona Cardinals executive and brother of the current owner, Michael Bidwell was seen covered in blood after being struck a hundred times by his wife during a domestic incident at their home. Bidwell was found by authorities outside his home in Paradise Valley, Arizona. He was bleeding all over the place after the altercation uh, from his wife, Nicole. He said it began because she was unhappy that he was not home during carpet installation. You bastard! (laughs) They were installing the carpet. You weren't even here. He said, I'm sitting on the couch and she's just screaming at me. He said, and I'm trying not to escalate things because, well, she has a bad temper, he said. And then she started hitting me. I just started defending myself. I put my hands up. Bill Wed- Bidwell said he was struck in the head with a glass of beer that burst all over the place. Oh, man. He also mentioned she hit him with something else. He's not even sure what it was. Struck him upon the head and abdomen area. He went on to say he tried to leave the house, but his wife was grabbing him by the shirt and wouldn't let him go. Mm. He admitted striking her arms to get her off of him. So the officer is questioning him about this. He's going to arrest her at the home in a domestic violence situation. Uh, The assault charge was based on the story he gave. Bidwell, however, didn't want his wife going to jail because, well, he said, quoting, she's not going to tolerate going to jail very well. You take me instead. Oh, man. And now... Wow. I know it couldn't have been easy. Oh, <laughs> no. No, you're married to a nut. <laughs> Probably a drunken nut on top of it. Could be. This escalates to getting hit in the head with a beer glass. I've heard
2: these stories before. Like different, but it could be anybody. Just anecdotally, a couple of athletes that were actually beaten up a number of times by their wife, but they would not want her to be arrested. Do you see these red flags yeah. before you marry her?
1: I would Is guess that she possible?
2: Would get, I would think.
4: Yeah, perhaps. Okay. You maybe. never know, but
1: you would think so. You would think yeah. it's also, well, she's passionate.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Yeah, that's, yeah. you're going to roll with a lady like that, you know? Yeah. You've you got to expect a beating every you, now and again. You buy
1: the well, ticket, I, take the ride, you know?
2: No, well, golly, once you get slugged once. You know, this guy
4: comes home from work. He's sitting on the couch. The carpet installers were there. He doesn't give one fat frog's fanny about the carpet. That's always up le- Do what you want. I'll whatever. Yeah. And she won't have it because he got <laughs> home late and he wasn't able to help. with the installation of the carpet. And there
2: you have it. This guy Robin striped back to the top three of the day. It's
4: not like you went out and bought a Maserati that's sitting in the driveway without telling her. Or, <laughs> you know, it's freaking carpet. <laughs>
2: Damn. All I was going to say, but then it sounds like I'm defending this woman. I don't know what agreement they had, but whatever it is, it doesn't deserve the beating. That's for sure. Wow. Okay. It's really been an honor for me. All right. We got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead.
5: Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a better help therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com motivate
2: the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update David Van Camp. Uh, okay, so we had some cleanup on Isle Joe today because Joe Biden said that he had talked about a pause in the counteroffensive uh, with Israel's war against Hamas mm-hmm. and uh, in order to bring in humanitarian aid and whatnot. Well, the White House has now come out and said, you know, Joe's senile. Come on. <laughs> he didn't mean that. <laughs> However,. One of uh, Scott's favorite, uh, Illinois Democrat Senator Dick Durbin. Oh, God. Says, hey, maybe we do need to talk about a pause here, okay? Maybe we do need to talk about a ceasefire.
2: Which means what?
1: Which means nobody believes in anything in that way. No. They're all reacting to polling. And it is. (laughs) And I'll admit, it's quite
2: a trick. If you're at the head of the Democratic Party trying to keep this coalition together of all the nut jobs that you gotta deal with. And they're making demands and you're, you know, trying to tiptoe around everything. I mean, if you just stand on your principles, it's a lot easier. Well, it's exhausting, the whole tiptoeing thing. It's gotta be. Well, that's how we see what's going on in the country, and then their big concern today is Islamophobia. Right. I mean, it kind of tells you the whole game, doesn't it's it? Durbin. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll up.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, this is definitely not the way to go about it. Uh, with trick-or-treaters, I don't understand it. This 43-year-old guy, Daniel Graham, Arrested in Raleigh, North Carolina after pointing a gun at some trick-or-treaters. Oh, no. And no reports of teenagers pranking him, anything like that. It was just kids looking for candy. And it does sound like Daniel's been doing some drink. Ah, yeah. Neighbor heard him yelling profanities at the kids. It says he smacked a bucket of candy out of a six-year-old's hand. Candy scattered all over the place. Monster. So he is arrested. Should be. And that's Nimrod's the News.